Okay, everybody, a good and Erev Shabbos. It's Parashat Ki Tisa. And this is the Vortex for this week. Ki Tisa contains probably the most dramatic events in the entire Torah. The giving of the law on Har Sinai um, to Moshe. The golden calf, which was built while he was supposedly or assumedly delayed. The creation of the second set of tablets and, and the anger of God for the Jewish people. Moshe intervenes. It's the first Yom Kippur, really, because this was when forgiveness, the whole concept of Teshuvah, really came into the world. So it's really an action-packed parasha. Uh, I will just start with the the word Kitisa. This is the first census of the Jewish people. And uh, Tisa also comes from the uh, word which is to elevate. Um, The idea of Kitisa is to lift up because the Torah is telling us that when you give a contribution, you are actually elevated in that process. And that's further proven by the word v'natnu, and they shall give a half a shekel. And the word v'natnu is a palindrome. It goes the same way forward and backward. If you look at the Hebrew letters, which in a beautiful allegorical way shows us that when you give, you get back. It's almost a financial or spiritual boomerang. So people are elevated by being part of the community, and the way they do it is everyone gives a half a shekel, and then the shekels are counted, the half shekels are counted rather than the people. It's a wonderful idea from many standpoints because to give person an, a number when you're counting diminishes their value. Everyone is special. It ensures that for the contribution, the most important contribution to the Mishkan, which is the foundation of the structure, the silver that held up all the vertical poles, that silver was equally contributed by everybody. Everyone had a chalek, a piece, was identified with. And secondly, the perennial message of a half a shekel is, all of us are half, we're not complete, we're not whole, we're all interdependent, interrelated. And in fact, the, um, the most critical element of any relationship is to realize that each party is not whole, not complete. And in fact, an early sign of problems arising in any personal or business societal relationship is when a party feels complete whole and completely adequate on their own. An example of not counting is when we count a minion, we don't actually count 10. There's a verse which starts with Hoshia et Amecha, uh, and that has exactly 10 words in it. And so we count, um, we count people uh, using that verse rather than by number. They each have a sacred word to uh, represent them as we count the minion rather than numbers. God tells Moses that the construction of the Mishkan will be overseen by Betzalel, and he's uniquely identified as the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. This Betzalel is an amazing name because Betzalel really means in the shadow of God, in the shade of God, Betzalel. The reason that he is in the shadow of God is not just because of his father Uri, but his grandson is the grandson of Hur, and Hur was one of the people who was opposed to the building of the golden calf. There is a beautiful medrash about how the kior is made, that is the copper bowl into which the Levites would wash their hands and feet. And we are told that this kior was made by melting the copper mirrors that the women had used as they were coming through the desert. And we took those holy mirrors, which were used for the purpose of making the woman look beautiful, to be attractive to their husbands, and keep the growth of the Jewish people alive. And that sacred act was mirrored 
in the sacred act of the washing in the Beit HaMikdash, and the women we know were excluded from the sins along the way, including the, uh, the golden calf. Various potions and mixtures are referred, referred to uh, in this parsha, and the interesting one is there, one, of the, uh, one of the potions, one of the mixtures, includes a very foul-smelling foul element called, in English, galbanim, or galbanum. It's not a herb that I've ever heard of, and neither the Hebrew nor English words make much sense to me, but it's definitely considered to be a foul-smelling contribution. And the rabbis learned from that, that when you combine the Jewish people, everybody's included, not just the ones who look pretty and smell wonderful. I think it's a powerful uh, idea for Jewish unity, needed now as much as ever. We see the combination of sacred time and sacred space, because while the Mishkan is being built, uh, the mitzvot of keeping Shabbat, which is the primordial sacred time each week, uh, is introduced. And we know from the wording and the interpretation that Shabbat takes precedence over even the building of the Mishkan. So uh, we understand that we are told more about Shabbat and uh, we are given the verses that we recite on Shabbat, which is the Shamru Israel Eta Shabbat, Lasoda Shabbat. And it ends with this amazing word, Vayina Fash, which is usually translated as, and he rested. But the truth is, Vayina Fash has nothing to do with resting. It's linked directly to the word nefesh, which is soul or spirituality. It's quite clear that what was really happening was a new introduction into the world of spirituality was, uh, was infused at that time. Shabbat became the source of a spiritual existence, and Shabbat is a spiritual time. And that's why it, 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 we even have Zmirot that talk about Makor HaChayim and Makor HaBracha, the soul, the source of blessing is that living spiritual element that was breathed into the world on Shabbat. When Moses comes down and finds out that a golden calf has been erected or created, he's obviously extremely upset and his act is to drop and, sh and shatter the uh, luchot that he brought down with him. And the Medrash tells us that God congratulated him and said, Yashikor, that you broke them. And uh, the question is why? And the most interesting interpretation I've heard is that if indeed the Torah, the, 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 the tablets, are the ketuvah of the relationship between God and the Jewish people, then in order to repair the break in that contractual marriage relationship, uh, destroying the ketuvah invalidates the wedding and therefore, in a sense, undoes the sin. Uh, quite an interesting and creative rabbinic interpretation. Um, and then uh, God says after that to Moshe, basically carve, you, you should carve, two tablets like the original ones, and Moshe does that. And I think that is the role of every Jew. All of us are in the business, the lifestyle business, the totality of, of our focus ought to be as Jews, rebuilding or building our own set of tablets. Just as Moses was asked to heave or carve for yourself, two tablets like the original ones. And all of us spend our lives as we grow on the Jewish path, um, carving those tablets like the original ones. Unfortunately, many people are carving their tablets in whatever way they deem fit, and there's no resemblance with the original ones. But uh, that is the goal. And interestingly, as we proceed after this through the desert, the shards, the broken pieces of the original Luchot, accompany 
the refashioned ones in the Aron. So we're always mindful of the shattered past, of the original, and we seek to and strive to create our own. In the process of remedying the sin and beginning the process of Teshuvah takes place in the finely ground elements of the of the of the calf of the gold is mixed with a potion very much similar to the sota potion and those who are familiar with the sota process for a wife who has been unfaithful to her husband or is suspected of adultery uh, the same thing over here is is the process the mirroring of a national sota experience uh, relative to the singular woman sota experience is quite dramatic both of them reflect the idea of betrayal and attesting and an opportunity to repair. Notice in the reading that the uh, portion uh, of given to the Kohanim and Livium is extraordinarily long. Parsha has got 139 verses, uh, sorry, the, uh, the Sedra has 139 verses, of which 92 are used up for the Kohen and Levi Aliot. That's probably, you know, almost 80% of the entire Parsha. He read for the, for the Aliyot of the Kohen and Levi, and that is because it is customary that the Leviim get the second Aliyah, which is when the golden calf incident took place, and it is done that way because the Leviim did not take part in that violation. And, and, and to reward them for that, it's also read in a lower voice. And the last two points I want to make, uh, the second last point is um, that when God talks about the land of Israel and it's brought in beautifully with Zavad Chalavudvash and so on, um, we um, we see uh, that he, the word is used over here, Vahit uh, Rakavti, and I will make uh, the land of Israel wide. And the question is always asked, why wide? Rachava, Eretz Tova Urechava, wide. And in the context of Mitzrayim, which is narrow, Rechava is the antidote or the countermeasure or the tikkun for the narrowness of Mitzrayim. And so when we bench, we say, Eretz tova urechava, and it comes right from this verse uh, where God says he will make the land wide, which means it'll be the countermeasure, the solution to the narrow straits of Mitzrayim, the breadth and width and openness of Israel. Last point, uh, you're told over here that you cannot cook a calf in its mother's milk which is the basis, of course, of separating meat and milk altogether. Interestingly, the, the message to us is that we don't show insensitivity to the animal kingdom. I think I've mentioned this before, but we don't take the essence of life, which is the mother's milk, and cook the calf in it. It would be disrespectful to the concept of, of the maternal instinct. And the last, last, last point is that over here, as I've said, this is the first Yom Kippur, and over here we see uh, Moses begging for forgiveness on behalf of the people, and he uses the verse that we say on Yom Kippur all the time, Hashem, Hashem, Erachum v'chanan erach ha'payim v'rav chesed, all the midot that Hashem has that we repeat, they come from this week's parsha, the origin of Yom Kippur. With that, let you go. Have a beautiful Shabbos, everybody. Take care. God bless from the Vortex.